Seba, rather than sorry. I, I enjoy wearing my mask. I don't yeah. enjoy it in the sense that, Ooh, like, Don't yes. let the carrots hear you say that. Like, that. Yes, it gets hot. It gets sweaty sometimes. Yeah. If, if I have my thicker mask on, then my yes. thinner mask. Yes. But I wear a mask for six, sometimes six, sometimes seven hours a right. day. It's like, yes. like, I can it's like agree if I didn't have that it's to. a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Wearing masks should continue on for the rest of human yep. existence. They do it all the time in Japan, and it's completely it's like normal. You literally remember when we were in New York that day and Chris was driving us to the train station and you saw um I we, threw we... up in the back of his car in my <laughs> makeup wipe container. Top. You contained Oh my gosh! Shit. No one I don't know how he didn't know. The I, aim, the precision you like, must have had. <laughs> Coming up today on We Like It Raw, the age of reaction. Hear us talk about and work through the new pressures COVID-19 has made us aware of during our personal, mental, and emotional check-in. Identifying societal anxiety and how the disruption is death ideology impacts the physical reactions and manifestations our bodies produce and invent in response to stressful, traumatic times of crisis. We also give you some unique ways to identify the behavior, understand the behavior, and adjust how standing up for what you believe in and showing slash being resilient in the face of crisis can be a critical step in keeping yourself sane because learning to see people and things in a new way can be uncomfortable and what we know now since you're already here Go ahead and show us your raw truth, hashtag Ruth, by clicking the follow or subscribe button. We want to hear from you. Reach us at welikeitrawpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook by typing in We Like It Raw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at We Like It Raw. And you can find us on Instagram at raw.pod. Here's a little content warning for you. Today's episode does discuss the current coronavirus pandemic in great detail. This episode zooms in on our individual capacity to tolerate high levels of anxiety as well as how it has slowly desensitized us. If you are someone who is still learning about your capacity to discuss stressful situations, check out episode three, Spoon Me. I'm Tom and welcome to the Age of Reaction on We Like It Raw. Like it raw, and I'm Tom, and I am a paper bag. Nope, I'm a plastic bag drifting <laughs> through my wind. All right. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Kate. Um, I am feeling today like I honestly I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling today. We had a long day, but I didn't really do much today, so it was one of those days. But like. It was just an overwhelming day. Oh my god! Overall, Tom is showing us his collection of pens and lighters. I'm, and I'm nail trying polishes. to give you ideas, Kate. I'm trying to give you ideas of what you, you could say. You could be oh you're a gosh. sticky note on the page of life. Honestly, I feel That's like really I'm deep. an abandoned blank sticky note. Oh my god! That's really deep. Tell us more. No, no, don't don't tell us more, Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> hi 
Hi, y'all. I'm Nadia, and today I'm feeling like I am living in an episode of New Girl. <laughs> Ooh. Not like quite real, not like quite. a comedy TV show. <laughs> That's like how I feel right now. <laughs> what will happen if I light this Sharpie on fire? Let's see. I don't know. Okay. I'm honestly genuinely curious. Yeah, I just really... I'm actually really nervous to do that. So while Tom is lighting his Sharpie on fire, (laughs) I will tell you what this episode is going to be about. Fire! (laughs) So today we wanted to talk about um, COVID-19 and just how it has been or maybe has not been uh, affecting us. Uh, and, and how we've been dealing with it, our mental, emotional, and physical health, like where mm. we started, where we're at now, just kind of the journey that we have taken on this long, seemingly never-ending road that is <laughs> COVID-19. Wow. That was a perfect way to put that. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I'm living at 19 COVID Street. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Ooh. 19 COVID Street. Uh, the one thing that, like, I did, um, we did discuss uh, before this, and also something that one of my coworkers brought up to me too was like, because I expressed to them how I felt like I just have been eating like mm. so much and like eating yes. like all the terrible things and like binging on just like kind of whatever I want because I feel like when I have money, I I will spend it on like just just food because it's like this it's this idea of we are in a panic mode constantly of like i have to buy i have to buy i have to buy Mm. and we buy all the things that we know will last we buy the things that we know we can not ration out but make last and will not perish quickly which is not the good things which is not the organic stuff which is not the like the the fruits and veggies it's the like it's the packaged pop tarts it's the chips it's the goldfish it's the whatever Mm -hmm. and i've been eating so inconsistently ever since I've had money because I'll just spend it on things that I'm like I need to eat this now and I need to get this now because I'll never be able to get it once it's possibly gone and it brings us into this time of like inconsistent eating and our bodies are like what (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's survival mode we're all like constantly being thrown into survival mode like what happened what we're living through this pandemic right now was a traumatic experience none of us are the same as we were before covid and now we're all kind of surviving and trying to cope with that and when you're trying to survive the like nutrients and taking care of yourself kind of gets like put on the back burner so that you mm-hmm. can just live day to day like anytime someone asks me how you're how I'm doing I'm like I'm just living each day at a time because mm-hmm. I can't think about all the different things all at once and sometimes that reflects in like my eating habits and sometimes that just reflects in like my physical being like maybe I don't leave my bed for 24 hours it's just this wild ride it's a wild ride we're on right now guys it's weird because there are days where so like I live in a like a condo complex community and it's a pretty big complex so I you know I'll go for a walk or or run or something like every day but Mm. there could be days where I don't leave the complex and that's just 
weird. Like the fact that I'll get in my car and it's like, wait, how do I drive again? Because I haven't driven my car in days or I haven't socialized with other people, even if it's just at the grocery store in days. And it's like, I don't know how to do this anymore. Like socialize and I'm smiling at people under my mask, but I'm like, wait, (laughs) fuck, I have to smile with my eyes now. (laughs) So they don't think I'm just like staring at them. What even is that? Like, yeah. Yeah. It gets overwhelming too. Like when you start to all of a sudden implement back the, the social interactions and maybe some sense of structure, you just starting school, I started a new job. Like even this like a little sense of responsibility, it kind of was like a big deal. Like all of a sudden I couldn't just wake up at 5 p.m. and right. like start my day anymore. It gets yeah. overwhelming as we live each day. I'm in day seven of self-quarantine right now. And the first time I walked outside today in like three days was to go get my AirPods from Charles because he took my AirPods. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's okay. so nice CJ to feel needs the to sun. Stop doing that. <laughs> I was like, the sun feels so good on my skin. Yes. Like I'm like a prisoner, but I'm not. But like you kind of are because it's a, you feel guilty if you go out and do something wrong because I don't want to put anybody in danger if I don't, if like I'm a carrier so I, or like I just traveled that's why I'm quarantining in case anybody is wondering <laughs> when when it really happened like in in January even there was or before we even went into lockdown like mm-hmm. there was or uh, I'm gonna assume like probably a quarter maybe not even a quarter maybe like a, f- a sixth a fifth like um an eighth of the world was probably already on lockdown like oh, yeah China alone the Wuhan province like like that alone was how many hundreds of thousands of people like just under lockdown because of the the spread of the virus and yeah. i we we take into account our own like social anxieties and like what we're going through now but what were they going through then at the at the peak and the height mm-hmm. not even it still is kind of like at the peak like we're experiencing yeah. our peak they have experienced many peaks and we are yeah. experiencing an, like another peak it's mm-hmm. it's these we are going through these like i'm doing this like wave motion with my head <laughs> it's like up and down oh, and these are these as we come to these new peaks we find these new like social anxieties we find these new physical anxieties we find yeah. new like responsibility anxieties and like food and insecurity anxieties and mm-hmm. something we don't take into account is um how that plays into the overall mental health of mm-hmm. each other and our collective societal well-being like our societal anxiety yeah like oh, nadia you so were saying true. and kate you were saying about like how do i drive how do i look at people like and have <laughs> yeah. them not be like i'm just staring at you but i'm actually smiling like yeah. <laughs> people don't know that and exactly. um it takes a toll on all of our mental health because we're like oh i really tried but it wasn't yeah. good enough yeah. and right. we have to address the impact that that affects us like psychologically and not just psychologically but financially oh yeah yes and i feel like there's this anxiety too that goes along with all the other anxieties that you just listed (laughs) of like i don't know how to how to call how to word it but like other people anxiety in the sense that like on social media you know i know my feed is kind of divided with people that are like covid is real i'm taking it serious and then there are people that are like Mm, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really care. I haven't gotten it at this point, so like I'm good. Yeah. And they, you know, it kind of. I feel like, oh well, if I take it seriously, then like, you know, they're gonna look at me weird. And then it's like, well, mm. you know what? 
fuck that. I don't care yeah. if you think I'm crazy or or a sheep for thinking sheep. COVID is oh COVID God. is real. And kind of like I was saying this to Tom and Nadia earlier is like, you know what? If if they are correct and COVID is not as big of a deal as it is, or or some people are saying it's it's a hoax, it's not even real. If if those people happen to be correct, which I don't believe, but <laughs> if they happen to be correct, you know what? I would still rather be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. And if I was inconvenienced for, for a year of my life or two years of my life because I had to wear a mask when I went into a yeah. grocery store, I really don't care. It doesn't mm. affect me that much at all. And if it's you know saving other people's lives and keeping other people healthy and safe, and myself healthy and safe, I'll do it. And we also should continue to wear masks in the future when we feel sick. If you are sick and you have to go out into public, we should be wearing a mask. We should have been doing this. Yeah, long ago. Yeah, very, very long ago, but we didn't. And now, you know, it's it's Mm -hmm. a huge you know, fucking thing. (laughs) The mask debate. We can't tell anybody what to do anymore. We see individuals like in New York all the time, even prior to COVID, PC, as Nadia put it, pre-COVID, um, like <laughs> yes. wearing masks in New York. And it's like, mm-hmm. huh, like Kate yeah. so aptly put it one time, like, do they know something that we don't know? Well, yeah. yeah, they obviously did because they know that in their own country that the disease can spread rather rapidly. It's because they understand how crazy and yeah. sick like yeah. these diseases and viruses can just mutate yeah. and we it's don't spread. control that it's just it is the human it is the human factor in how we don't care and we and they don't respect others and yes to wear a mask to when stop it. they are yes. sick to be yeah. like i respect you enough to mm-hmm. not spew yeah. my organisms all over you Absolutely. Yes. And it also comes down respect and empathy. Mm-hmm. Like just having Kate, you're just expressing empathy for other people as part of the reason why you wear a mask. It's the same reason all three of us do. We're just we have empathy for everybody. We there's no way to know exactly who you're interacting with when you go to a grocery store, you hop on a flight, you go get your to the DMV or wherever you're going. Like you don't know who that person has been around or or who they will be around and you mm-hmm. don't even know who you've been around exactly. because there's never there's not a consistent overarching way to research this because mm-hmm. we are it's not starting from the top in researching it at least in our country it's not starting from this like overarching federal guideline of like this is how we're going to handle this we're going to step in for six months and then after that we're going to like step out but we'll be here for you when you get back and then let this every individual state and local government handle it from there but because it's just yeah. been left up to each individual local state and local government mm-hmm. we're all doing different fucking things yeah. right. So of course we can sit here and be like, what is COVID? I don't know. Because exactly. no one is no one is doing the same thing. No <laughs> one has this no one has the same information. And that is yes, right. when, and you, when you put it that way, it's very frustrating. Especially like I work for Lululemon and Lululemon is a fantastic company and I admire many of the things that they've done to battle this pandemic, especially for their workers. Yes. Something 
however, one of the things that was frustrating is I work in a mall. So yeah. uh, my Lululemon is located in a mall and it was located, it was, <laughs> is still, <laughs> still located is. <laughs> in um, a part of the state that began to see a higher increase in um, COVID cases rather quickly. Mm-hmm. And this, this is because we're located next to a county that saw an explosion of COVID cases right in the beginning in America. And um, what what my issue was is that there was the mall was like, all right, everyone do your every store and every company like we can't tell you what to do because we were controlled by a private entity. So we're not like run by the state. We're just yeah. going to say it's up to you guys. Every store closed at different times. There was a, mm, there were wow. stores that were closed like weeks before That's we closed. Ridiculous. We closed. I remember our store closed March 16th. Mm-hmm. And um, I have many coworkers who um, are probably going to listen to this podcast. And <laughs> hello, coworkers. Hey, coworkers. Yeah. Um, well, remember that last uh, shift that we all shared, and even in the weeks leading up to in February, like we were all like, we should be taking this more seriously. Yeah. We comp- the company was really great. Every day we received new guidance. Every day we yeah. would receive like, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. This is what we're planning to do. Yeah. This is what this store is doing in this region. This is what this store is doing in this region. However, it was like your store in your region has to listen to your state and your local guidance and your municipality guidance. Mm. So it made us feel like, all right, well, we're going to take it into our own hands, but we need a collective, like, this is what you need to do. And that was what was frustrating is like, it was this response that was like, here's what you can do, but you need to decide if it's the best decision for your store. And like, Mm -hmm. to me, that's not, that's not effective when you're dealing with a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. So true. It's like a... (laughs) Okay, cough attack. <laughs> I'm so Do you have sorry. The Do I know. You have it? <laughs> I swear, I just choked on my spit for a second. Like, I look around because people will like look at you if you cough, and you're I like, "No, it's like I'm afraid <laughs> I like like choke on my spit or yeah. I have some snot just like coming down, and I just need to like get rid of it." You can't do anything. You can't blow your nose in public anymore. Because we're like, I'm sorry, I promise you, I, it's only allergies. Yes. <laughs> it's this like fear that we have now attributed to this disease yes. and this virus. And, and not to say it's um, uh, not unbiased fear, but we have been made to fear any sort of illness or sickness, especially, Mm -hmm. and this is now tying it into a a little bit of a different topic and we're not going to go down this path, but (laughs) a fear of like people who are not well, like people who don't appear to be like at 100% of health all the time, especially people who are disabled, people who suffer from handicapable um, illnesses or um, illnesses, but disabilities. And that has been something that's been going on in this country for, um, many many years yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's true and the reason why we're all so like afraid and we're all don't we because j- we don't know we just don't know anything mm-hmm. like we the like you know enough you know just the basic amount of like essentially at the start of this i just kind of had to tell myself like i'm just going the decisions i make are going to be decided by my state and local government it just all of a sudden it was like Cuomo was like city is shut down and we're going into a quarantine and I was at a long weekend in Connecticut and still here. So like, yes, my anxiety was just getting to be so overwhelming that I a part of the responsibility of what I my next steps were going to be coming from like orders like mandated orders. Yeah. 
and like you just said, it's like you were here for a long weekend and essentially mm-hmm. you have never left. And I'm sure yeah. <laughs> that, that has happened to to a lot of other people. And, and you have yeah. to think about like those other people might not have been so fortunate that's so that, you know, the situations that they were then just all of a sudden stuck in. Yeah. And and, yeah. May, and may still be stuck in because maybe they haven't gone back yet. Money, yeah. you know, people are losing their jobs. It's hard to find Absolutely. a job right now. And it's like, what what do you do? And and there's and no handbook. Exactly. No handbook. I feel like there's a lot of people that kind of judge that unknowingness. They're like, oh well, yeah. we don't we as like scientists or you know, the political figures, people in, in, in the government, health figures, things like that, don't yeah. know exactly how to handle this. Yeah. Or a lot of, you know, during this pandemic so far, there's been a lot of um, back and forth with some things, which is to be expected when there's something new and mm-hmm. they themselves are still trying to figure out how this affects um, people, how, like, what can be done, what what does the virus like? What does the virus not like? What is the virus attracted to? What is it not attracted to? Yeah. You Mm -hmm. have to, we're figuring this out now. As we go. Exactly. So of course there's going to be a lot of, Hey, this is really going to work. And then a month later, it's like, actually that won't work. (laughs) Try this instead. But people are looking at that as if like, Oh, we'll see. No one knows what they're talking about. And it's like, not necessarily we're figuring it out as we go yeah it's not like the first bits of information are not set in stone it's exactly my my thing with that is like people can't take Mm wishy-washy and when you are dealing with the cdc and when you're dealing with the who and when you are dealing with a government that is supposed to lead you through times of crisis that is constantly saying things and then reversing their stance and then saying things and then reversing their stance and then saying things and then reversing their stance that's wishy-washy so people will just begin to not trust exactly and then they go with whatever they they think is best and you know what i know best yeah yeah that's dangerous yeah that is dangerous because then you then you give power to people Mm -hmm. who feel like oh, it's wishy-washy, it must not be real. So now we're going to protest a pandemic and now we're going to walk through Target with our masks off like a bunch of white boys and Mm -hmm. show our white privilege and say, end the masks, like end the masks. And it's like, that is dangerous because they don't take it seriously and they don't understand what they're dealing with. Nadia, to what you said about Cuomo, it's like he, um, he, he was saying like people... This is not a direct quote, but it's just from what I remember, like what he said earlier in the pandemic is like people are struggling with um, the emotions and people are struggling with the economics. So it's like, but Mm -hmm. economics, not just like money, economics, emotionally, economics, like uh, financially, Mm -hmm. economics, socially. And it's like people with um, people living with with diseases or like Mm -hmm. already living with like life threatening illnesses and diseases are now going to take a triple double backseat to Mm -hmm. whatever is going on. Right. Which could be like talking about healthcare is a whole nother podcast episode. Like like coming coming back into the joys of COVID. (laughs) The joys of COVID. story 
So now that we've kind of talked about like our frustrations and our emotions in regards to COVID and like how we felt about it, how we felt about masks and, and other people's stances and thoughts and and Twitter and all these things, how are we feeling mentally, emotionally and physically now that we've kind of lived in a COVID world for uh, nine months now? Here's what I, Tom, knows knows now. Tom knows now um, that fear and isolation um, has created this anxiety and this sadness and this anger and this loneliness because you feel yeah. like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no yes. idea what to do. <laughs> and I have yes. no idea how to overcome. Yeah. And like, like move forward with this knowledge because mm. once you have the knowledge it's the it's, it's the idea that social distancing and here's what tom knows is that social distancing and quarantine is against the human yeah. like nature it's, it's against true, our it own ideal yeah so we are freaking out times a million because <laughs> we, we sure we've never really yes. experienced this as yeah. as a pop collective mm-hmm. population so how is that like affecting you emotionally mentally physically it's affected me on like pretty much pretty much every every level that you Mm -hmm. can you can imagine is like number one financially there have been there this past month like actually yesterday i just i just paid Mm -hmm. my rent and i'm 18 19 days late on that so i mean like that's one thing but it's also it's been consistent for the past couple of months it's because I haven't had consistent yeah. access to money. I wasn't working. I was only getting a set amount from like whatever residual pay that we were getting while I wasn't working. Yeah. And thank goodness that I had the $600, but Seriously. that ran out at one point. So like, what was I going to do? Right. And I mean, listen, I'm not going to tell you what I've done to make it work, but like I've made it work in the yeah. past. And yeah. like, I do, I will do what I have to. Absolutely. And it affects me um, with my with my movement. You know, Shaylin, my roommate, ta- told me the other day, like, um, we are going through these extreme periods with our bodies where I was like, you know, like, I work out and I'll go to the Terry Wild and, like, I'll go hike every day sometimes for, like, weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks. And then I'll have a whole month or even more where I just will not be up for yeah. it. I cannot get out of bed. I cannot go and do this. And they were like, that's okay. Because yeah, right. you are going through this time of like, what is going on? So like your body is not going to be in a schedule. It's yes. not going to be consistent. Let yourself feel it. Yeah, that's so that's really wise and speaks really true to every single day has been something different. The start of this, I was waking up. I was going to bed at like four in the morning mm. and waking up at like five. PM. Mm. And I just because I was laid off, I had nothing to do. And like everything that I ever felt like I identified myself as like a performer, a creator, like working in the creative industry, living in New York was just gone. It was like just gone. And you're left with like, you are literally left with just your barren self. And it sounds really dramatic. Just like Nadia and naked standing in the middle of Times Square. <laughs> Where do I go to perform? Just self. Thinking about like, okay, like what, 
in a pair of Leducas. <laughs> yeah, sorry. A, now we're only dressing. in a pair of a, of Leducas. I fucking love it. That's a beautiful image. Oh I'm gonna God. keep that in the pocket of my heart. Nadia <laughs> naked in Leducas. Go. Uh, sounds like an improv Go. scene. Yes. <laughs> Nadia naked. You're setting Times Square. Who? Nadia. What are you wearing? Leducas. That's Nadia. it. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Um, but no, you're left with just yourself your rawest self and this whole time i've been using it and i realize that this is very specific to my experience like this is just me i'm not speaking for anybody else this whole time i've been kind of rediscovering who i am outside of everything that i've ever thought that i was and now i'm slowly finding like more confidence within myself but it's Mm -hmm. been rough like I just, there were days where I, and still are days, I where I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to do anything. Like, there's no reason yes. for me to put on clothes. I and feel that. Why would yeah. I? Why would I even leave the bed? And and it's hard to find those reasons when everything has, like, been kind of taken away from you. And you kind of have to, like, find your the light, light within that darkness that you feel. Your spoons, baby. Yeah. It's your spoons. you got to just, like, figure... You have to stay true to who you are and what you need and realize that no matter what you are doing that day, that is what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. thing that you're doing every single day is just the best that you can do. <laughs> we, there's already so much pressure out in the world. Like we don't need to Right. I feel like there was so much pressure already just to survive and be successful and be, yeah. be all of these things that society wants you to mm. be. And now it's like amplified and there's and there's different pressures and i feel like like when this pandemic first started it you know just like everybody else it was confusing it was like okay is this real Mm -hmm. is this not real are we taking it serious are we not taking it serious (laughs) like how serious do i need to be before masks were a mandated thing you know, I'd, I'd walk down the street on the sidewalk and there'd be people wearing masks and I wouldn't be wearing a mask. And, and then I'd be like, oh, fuck, like, should I be wearing a mask? I feel guilty now. Like, I, I don't know yeah. what to do. And then and then I started just wearing masks and then the mask mandate came and, and then everything shut down. Mm-hmm. And and it was just this period of like, I don't have any choices anymore. Like, I just have to figure out. Yeah what I'm going to do. Like, what is this new life that I'm now living where everything is closed and you wear a mask when you go outside because it's the right thing to do and that's what you should do. And then slowly, you know, a few months went by, things started to slowly open up. So then it's like, okay, I now have, you know, some choices again, but it still felt like you don't have choices because of that struggle of, some people aren't taking it serious. So do I take it serious or do as things are starting to open up again, Mm -hmm. is that my cue to be like, Oh, okay. Everything is clearly safe because things are opening up again. So let me just go out. I'll wear my mask and then I'll, you know, I'll go to restaurants and I'll do this. And I'm just like, go get, go get my nails done. and like, go do all these activities and like go to the movies and go do all these things and see all my friends and go here and go there and go there and go there. 
I always explain like how I experience my anxiety is like I'm vibrating. I feel mm. like yeah. I'm vibrating and it's like when I get anxious or overwhelmed or overstimulated in a situation, it's like the vibration just gets like higher and higher and higher and higher to the point where everything else is just drowned out and you're like, I just am like frozen in this vibrative state. And so that's, I feel like I'm at this constant mid-level of just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, do I take this serious? Which, mm-hmm. yes, it's like, which I have chosen to, you know, yeah. take it serious. Like, this is real. I believe it's real. I want to keep other people safe and myself safe. I don't go out Absolutely. to restaurants, even though they're open where I live. And my school started because mm-hmm. I'm still finishing up college. Yeah, <laughs> you are, you beautiful goddess. Yeah. <laughs> we're still we're still in it yes you are (laughs) do you feel like that's amplified because you are taking it seriously and because you see so many people around you not taking it seriously so you're like exactly (gasps) so there's this like ooh, drink break my handsome boyfriend has brought me a drink. Thank you, handsome boyfriend. Wait, I thought you were like answering the yes, question. Was like, wait, a drink I break? I was like, was like how more. does that go into it? <laughs> I know. I was like, what a oh, deep thought. <laughs> I know. I'm so I, yes, exactly. I feel like it's amplified. We all need because, a drink break, honestly. You know, on social media and, and everywhere else, even in real life even having real life experiences talking to other strangers and they're like, yeah, I know mm-hmm. I'm over it. I'm over it at this point. I've decided that it's done and I'm I haven't gotten it. it yet. So like, <laughs> it's clearly not as big of a deal as everyone's making it seem. And I struggle with <laughs> in that in moment, I freeze and I'm like, Oh fuck. Well, I take it serious, but you mm. don't. And I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I just freeze. Like, you feel like you're going to offend that person by, like, just staying true to what your choices and how you choose to live your life and that you're going to offend this person and now you're feeling like, okay, this is now awkward because this person is just content with not giving a shit. Mentally and emotionally, (laughs) it's just been this roller coaster of, like, depressed anxious but more so more so anxious it has just been a constant state of anxious overwhelmedness from the beginning of all this because there's so many people that still you know they have chosen to not wear masks they have decided that this is a hoax and and it's not real and essentially, if you do wear a mask and if you do think it's real, then then you're a sheep and you're this and you're that and you're gullible. And it's like, n- no, yes, that's what bothers me. Yeah. Yes, it's like the name calling. Yeah. It's like we're in third it's grade. It's the name calling. Right. It's not just America. Like, yeah, like fucking yeah, get over, over yourselves, guys. It's issue like, this is not like, just affecting not just the American people. This yeah, is, it's not just America. I, I, and maybe I'm getting a little bit too political, so I will stop after I say this. But it's okay. I get it. Cannot. I yeah, I know. But I but it's still that anxiety <laughs> of like, oh, if I say something, what is someone else going to think? But I know we are here for you. Yeah. 
<laughs> but people are gonna attack us either way on this podcast, which is like I've come to terms with. But please say when your piece. People say your piece. Use my like. <laughs> yeah, literally. eyes closed. Like I know, hands are taken right now. Yeah, like, like went to like the hail mary, like pull the so it's like a protection, like, rosary, like. <laughs> Oh my god, I have my citrine crystal with me. But right like now. it infuriates <laughs> oh me god. to no end when people are like, um, yes. this is violating my rights. And I'm like, no. Oh my god. It's Here's not my tiny- okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, as the women, like literally, we're laughing at you, GOP, Republicans. Like our rights have been violated at some point in our lives, and it's like when they say that, it's like, here's my tiny fucking violin for you. Like I'm so sorry. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god, Nadia, that's such a good fucking point because. You're gonna like these people are gonna cry about Literally, their social liberties like- being infringed. <laughs> oh my god, gay people have been murdered, murdered for hundreds mm-hmm. of years. Women have been murdered for hundreds of years because they're just women. Bucks. Like, it's literally like, oh, please tell me more how you don't like it that someone is dictating your infringement of your rights. Please tell me more as you yes. defund Planned Parenthood where I could go get <laughs> it's like, that's affordable birth control and actually get my, like, an OBGYN in my budget. Like, literally, I haven't been, I've had, I now have health insurance, guys. And, but I had two years where I was, had no health insurance. I was walking around like Joey Tripiani from fucking Friends. <laughs> Did you know that literally abortions only account for like three percent of the entire Planned Parenthood budget? All the other, all those other expenses are HIV mm-hmm. tests, are are um yes, um, cancer screenings, uh, breast cancer screenings, um, and are um what I'm um, sorry, um, STD, birth control pills and yes. like. Preventative also, care. did you yes, know yes. that the fu- whatever they get in federal funding legally, they can't use it on abortions? Literally, Mm-mm. the money, I the money that, that they actually. actually receive federally goes to literally fucking birth control, OBG, like uh, appointments, yeah, HIV tests, testing. Like the taxpayer money do does not, not go to that. Shit. So literally, they're no. so literally all they're doing is fighting against cutting off. Funding things now? that are actually helping people because they have been Literally. sold this fucking mm. propaganda and this story from their cult leader <laughs> that, that this program fucking kills babies. They have they love the fear mongering and everyone here who is a cult follower. Blows mind. They are very afraid and they are letting their fear control them. So they are not viewing this realistically. Bringing like all of that back to. Yes. No, we we sometimes get a little bit off on tangents, which is okay because it's like every topic I'm like, oh, yes, we should talk about that like in depth for another episode. Mm-hmm. But like bringing, like when Nadi, you were talking about Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I know how we're going to bring this back to COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's that pro-life stance. It's like, okay, where are all you pro-life people now that literally other people's lives are potentially at risk of contracting COVID? And my my big thing with, with COVID right now, and I hear the uh, a large argument that is used is, uh, 
well, you know, older generations are more susceptible to passing away from COVID, which yes, like I don't disagree with you. You know, what we have seen so far is older generations are passing away after they contract COVID. However, younger generations, school-age school age kids, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, you know, whatever, yes, still get COVID and still pass away from COVID. Are they more likely to still potentially it, recover die. from the statistics that are out there? Yes. But what people I feel like don't bring up is the after effects of COVID. And I have seen so many yes, stories so of true. people, they share their stories and say, I was yeah. like pristine health. I got COVID. I have since recovered, mm-hmm. but now I have asthma. Now I have chronic fatigue. Now I, yep. I can barely breathe. My lungs yep. feel like they have water mm. in them. Like COVID yeah. ravaged my lungs and yep. ravaged other parts of my body. And now I have like all of these issues just count on your fucking fingers all of the after effects of yeah. covid so the thing where it's like oh well young kids school age kids 20 year olds like they don't really have to worry so much about getting covid is like yes we all do because you could yeah, be perfectly do. healthy get covid yeah. and now you are chronically ill for the rest of your life mm-hmm the firefighters after 9 11 yes. had to fight tooth and nail against the government to get their health care and to get proper health mm-hmm. um uh funding and to receive the correct care yes. for their own for their for oh their new God. development yeah, john uh, their, stewart their is health a issues big that developed after of that. fighting the fires and fighting the yeah they had to fight the federal government it is ridiculous yes. and it's like no, this guys. has happened before no. and also also people think like 2020 <laughs> no. is going to end and that the coronavirus just expires no way and so to tie it back to your point yes. kate like because now after, you have a sick the population is going to uh, arguably be just Ill. as bad yeah. if yeah. not worse in terms of like trauma yeah yes trauma and a chronically ill population. So now these yeah. young people have had their dreams of maybe people who were performers uh, who now have developed. And there have been many big name performers who have developed this, de- developed this disease mm-hmm. and also suffered and passed away from it. And also who will now be developing these same issues that you said, like asthma and heart congenial failure issues and will need pacemakers they will never be dancers they will never be able to perform the same way they could as they used to and it's like their entire careers are now being ripped away from them so what are they going to do are you going to pay for them to go back to college are you going to pay for them to just (laughs) develop a new skill are you just going to say well this is america figure it out make it work like like what who is that going to help and that is going to cause an entire disruption in an entire generation and so now we are dealing with these issues of a generation that couldn't even pay to live in this country like let alone on their own without moving out of their parents house before 30 yeah how are you going to expect them to suddenly like catapult over health issues and yeah Yeah. just be okay with like psychological trauma not to mention how automation that like being in quarantine has expedited the automation timeline so not only are we having these moments with that are due to health issues but now we also have companies that have needed to adapt to not being able to work without 
all of their staff in person. And now they're able, literally dancing with the stars, there's no need for a production crew to film when they're in the rehearsal studios because all you need is the one person to set up the camera and press go and press record. That's it. Because there's actually no yep. crew. All of the cameras are set up in Boom. the studio in the corners, mm-hmm. like interrogation cameras. And it blew my mind coming from the creative industry to see that because I was like, holy shit, those are, you don't need a PA, you don't need production crew, you don't need anybody, a director now to do that. All you need is a person who knows how to set up this camera. If there's anything that the American government has shown us and the American business corporation has shown us is that in times of crisis and pandemic, when they have to adjust in a 30-day window, they will. Because money. Money makes the world go round, And that's what it all comes back to, is money. Yeah. And speaking of money, none of the American people got enough of it to get through this. But you know who did? Those billion-dollar corporation businesses. Which is another topic. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I've already digressed just once. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. We can't even. We can't even. Okay, so, so I am the official new Googler of <laughs> We Like It Raw. So I have found, yes, honestly, because I want to be able to say things and then be able to back it up and not just be like, I kind of know about this and like, here's <laughs> whatever. So uh, in, dis- in, uh, in regards to the what I said about the long-term effects or the after effects of COVID-19, the Mayo Clinic has published uh, an article that talks about those long-lasting effects and those symptoms that can persist for months after you may have recovered from COVID, whether it be a mild case or a severe case. And so the most common signs and symptoms that linger over time can include, like I said, fatigue, uh, coughs, shortness of breath, headaches, and even joint pain. And although COVID, my I know, neck, my neck is really like, wait a minute, joint pain. Tom's like, fuck. So it's like, although COVID is, is known as like the, the disease that ravages the lungs, it also can damage many other organs as well because it's a virus. Virus, yeah. it doesn't just like stick to its one spot. It can, it affects anything and everything. Yeah. And so- in regards to COVID, uh, it can affect your heart. Uh, it, it can have lasting damages to your heart and muscle. And even in people who have experienced only mild COVID-19 symptoms, like this could increase the risk of heart failure or other heart wow. complications in the future. Holy shit. Yeah. Like your heart is pretty important. That's really intense. That's like a whole lot of responsibility and like nurturing you now have to do on yourself. Right. Than before. Yeah, there's there's a lot, but but then it's also like how do you even work on that? And that's like a whole so we won't go down that road right now. But in regards to the lungs, like the pneumonia that's associated with COVID-19 can cause long-standing damage to the tiny air sacs or the alveol alveoli or the alveoli 
in the lungs. And the resulting scar tissue can lead to long-term breathing problems. So asthma, yeah, shortness of breath. You you walk up a flight of stairs and you're like, I feel like I just ran a marathon, which then having unstable lungs then in turn affects your heart because your lungs are not able to pump, you know, enough oxygen through your blood when that oxygen is not getting to your heart appropriately. And if you, if you already struggle with things like that, going to fuck that up majorly. (laughs) COVID-19 is like a fucking, it's a fucking death sentence. And so COVID can also affect your brain very intensely. And, you know, even in young people, COVID-19 can cause strokes, seizures, and Guillain-Barr syndrome, which is a condition that causes temporary paralysis. Uh, COVID can, may also, I don't want to say it can, it may also increase the risk of developing Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. Wow. Can also. I didn't know any of this. I know. I feel like a lot of people. Don't. Don't. Don't, and so this yeah. is why it's like I wanted to share all of this information because maybe this is things that you also don't know, and and you yeah. know you can think about this and do your own research into it. Because I don't want you to just take, I don't want you to just take what we say as like, you know, cold hard truth. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, I would stay away uh, or. Take with a grain of salt things you read that end in .com. Try to go with .orgs or .govs. Those are more trusted sources. Um, And that's my little lesson on sourcing. So, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, English class. (laughs) So so COVID, so it can affect your brain. It can increase your risk of Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, but it can also uh, make your blood cells more likely to clump up and form clots. So you can have blood clots Mm. and blood vessel problems. And then the maybe less so severe symptoms are problems with mood and fatigue. And all of these symptoms that I have just gone over can happen to anybody that has experienced COVID-19. This is not just for people who have experienced severe COVID. Even the website, this article itself states that you could experience any of these symptoms. There's a possibility of experiencing mm-hmm. any of these symptoms by just experiencing or dealing with a mild case of COVID. So again, all of this stuff is still is still very new. There's no quantifiable mm-hmm. way to measure like how yeah. bad your COVID is in your body. Yeah. So it's like every right. COVID should be taken at the highest level. Right. Because all of these things can, you know, you may not experience any of these symptoms while you have Mm. COVID. You could experience these things after. And so that's what you have to be careful. And I feel like a lot of people are just focusing on the the experience of when you have COVID and they're not paying attention to, well, this could happen after. And it's, these are very serious symptoms. Like blood clots are not to be fucked with. Blood clots can kill you. All of these things can, could potentially be fatal. And these are, you know, after effect type symptoms. Yeah. And so 
so far we've kind of talked about the risks, the, the emotions, you know, more so negative than positive that we've experienced while living in a, in a COVID-19 pandemic in, in this new world. And, you know, we're, we're kind of having to grieve the normalcy that we lived before COVID because I don't really think anything will ever go back to quote unquote normal. We will have to restructure and reframe our lives to live in the now and also just live going forward for however long this this lasts, which it's a virus, so it's not like it's necessarily just going to go away tomorrow. <laughs> and so that part of it is the is a resilience aspect. Is like, okay, how do we cope with this? How do we yeah. come out of this? How do we now deal with this or kind of accept that this is a part of our lives? And how do we live with it yeah. and and be okay? Yeah, resilience. Yeah can be good and can be bad because there are people who there are people who will take the resilience and use it to their advantage a family aspect by being like I'm okay you're going to be fine too it's like well every human is different and every family member is different every family member suffers from different challenges not suffers but lives with different challenges and like the idea that as a society, we are just going to get over it, like, mm-hmm. might be nice to just, like, kind of have in our minds and, like, prescribe. Right. It's nice to imagine and right. it's nice to think about, yeah. But following this traumatic, like, event, it's kind of going to show us that a majority of people will, I mean, we, we as a human race naturally are resilient. We overcome a lot and we mm-hmm. have overcome a lot. And um, there is no way to understand how we're going to overcome this until we have eradicated it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we can overcome. We are overcoming it every day that we stay open, mm-hmm. and we are overcoming it yeah. every day that we push back against the virus, even even if it is to our own detriment. Yes, <laughs> um, but um, it's a psychological dysfunction. Yeah. The fact that we feel like we need to be resilient in the time of maybe it's okay to just take that step back, you know? It's this, like, we have to be better than it. Well, maybe we can let, we can cede power, but, like, know that, like, we can't beat this by overcoming it. Maybe we have to find a different approach that is not force. It's not a forced approach. And that's what resilience sometimes feels like, is this, like, we have to be better than it, we have to be better than it, which can be even more damaging than we come to consider because... It's this like, if you're Mm -hmm. not resilient enough to overcome this, you're not good enough. And how traumatizing is that? That that factors into the whole like, I don't have time for you. You're not enough. And your identity isn't enough for me. And I can't deal with this Mm -hmm. right now. It's like, yeah, no, give space for everybody to be resilient in their own way. And if resilience to you is hiding under your covers and being like, all right, I'm gonna, I I can Mm -hmm. do it. Like, then that's your resilient. If your yeah. resilient is standing in the face of a pyroclastic yeah. cloud and saying, stop, you shall not pass. That's yeah. your resilience. And right. like, <laughs> give space for everybody to Absolutely. face this challenge on their own. I also think that definitely validating every single person in their own individual journey is important. 
However, for me personally, I found like my hope and my resilient, like the resilience in my experience by reminding myself of the community of people I have behind me. Something that really helped pull me out of the darkness was like every stupid Zoom with every one of my friends or family where we all just like came together and we we're just talking. And I like, I, 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 and I am lucky that I get to have that opportunity to do that and have that opportunity to share those moments with my family. Um, those are like, I think of the little things that just kind of like make me happy and mm -hmm. <laughs> that are just simple, like as simple as like being with someone and laughing mm -hmm. and reminding myself of those simplicities or things that I think have helped me grow to be hopeful in my everyday life rather than feeling defeated mm -hmm. every day like I love and call me an optimist I absolutely am but I love that this has actually brought out the green thumb all over yeah. like literally everywhere you look on social media people have their home gardens and they're mm -hmm. like touching the greenery they're touching the earth and I just like think that that's really beautiful and I think that focusing on those little things that like make you happy like looking at the sun hitting the street just right mm -hmm. maybe like whatever cuddling up and reading a good book or just simply sitting alone in silence and just like being mm -hmm. I think have helped me remind myself that like it's not all gonna end in flames and horror like there are I still have a choice to to find things that can make me happy and that's absolutely within my own experience I don't judge any other person and whatever their path has like gone taken them through um but those are some things that just to answer the question Kate like those are the things that I think that have helped me become more resilient to that anxiety of like the impending doom that everything's about to fall apart <laughs> I can't with the snack. I have a snack. <laughs> I got goldfish. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I know, it's <laughs> I know it's like ASMR. Tom is crunching on his goldfish, which I honestly kind of wish I had some right now. I know, wow, I wish I could pass that <laughs> Food inconsistency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so while Tom is crunching on his goldfish, I will be kind of like wrapping up our COVID-19 conversation to a nice, neat little bow, which is kind of, I don't know, ironic because it's COVID-19. <laughs> So um, I just want to make it clear that there is a very much still unknown about COVID-19 and how it will affect people over time, how it will affect you while you are currently going through getting treatment for COVID-19. Uh, obviously, researchers recommend that doctors closely monitor people who have had COVID-19 to see how their organs are functioning after recovery, which is what I mentioned with the potential uh, after effects or the potential symptoms you might experience after COVID. Thank you, Tom. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's so loud. Um, 
there is still very much that is unknown about COVID-19 and how it will affect you over time and how it will affect you while you are currently experiencing COVID-19 or while you're actively getting treatment for COVID-19. What we do know is that What we do know is that Tom is enjoying goldfish. That was so cute. That was so cute. No, you're fine. (laughs) Enjoy your goldfish, baby. I'll stay over here. (laughs) So researchers um, have recommended that doctors closely monitor their patients who have had COVID-19 so they can see how their organs are functioning after recovery. Um, And that goes back to what I talked about with the brain, lungs, uh, heart, although it doesn't just stop there, ladies and gents. It goes into your kidneys, your joints, your legs in regards to blood clots. It literally does not stop. It can affect every part of your body. So it is very important, however, to remember that most people who have had COVID-19 can recover quickly. Again, this, uh, this is based off of your health when you may contract COVID-19. This could be based off of your age when you contract COVID-19. Again, there's so much unknown. There's a lot of factors. Uh, But the potentially long-lasting problems from COVID make it even more important to reduce the spread of the disease, guys. So please follow the precautions that I will now state (laughs) (laughs) precautions are as follows wear your mask Mm. avoid crowds Mm. socially distance as much as you can what is socially distant kate what does that mean I am so glad that you asked, Nadia. Socially distance is when you stand six plus feet apart from any group or any individual that may be around you as best as you can. I understand that when you are walking down aisles of a grocery store, there might be Mm. someone that rushes down the aisle behind you who does not necessarily care about social distancing and they just race past you like six inches by your face (laughs) but do the best you can to socially distance as much as you can to your point about social distancing if somebody's racing past you in a grocery like aisle it's not a prolonged time that they are in your personal space so actually it really doesn't matter it's when you spend more than like 5 10 15 minutes in that same space as the other person that it really begins to matter anyway so try to avoid crowds mm. as much as you can and also keep those hands clean clean your masks as well oh wash God, yes. your masks as you if you have a mask that is washable do not reuse uh the i don't know i the blue masks i call them like surgical masks yeah. don't reuse them because then there's no point <laughs> i understand however i do understand that masks are hard to come by uh it does seem like they're now nine months into it it is a little bit easier to get a mask uh 
if you need a mask, go to Home Depot because when you walk into Home Depot, uh, they have a whole box that you can just take a mask when you walk in. But don't support Home Depot so, because they sp- spend millions on Trump's campaign. I was just going to say that, though. Like, Home Depot does suck, <laughs> but they are offering free masks. So if you just wanna if you want in, to walk in, grab a support- mask, and walk out, do that. <laughs> so is Lululemon. I, also, I have a friend uh, from high school, Alan Tude, um, who has, we could drop a link, has been he's a fashion designer incredible was on project runway and he's been Ooh. selling masks online on his website and ships it out anywhere um so we if you want to oh support that's amazing yeah drop that business, link nadia a person's dream and be responsible we can definitely drop that link <laughs> those are some of the precautions that you can take <laughs> I think Tom. So now that we have wrapped up a little bit of like how we have felt, what we are going through, maybe what you're experiencing and going through during this time of severe uncertainty um, and in the face of this brilliant, extraordinary times that we are we are living through, um, some things that we have never quite had to overcome as a uh, population here are some things that you can do to stay resilient and stay ahead of your social anxieties and fears. Know that there is no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Because like we said before, there is no handbook. There is literally no right way to experience and handle whatever we're going through. Just know that you are making the right decision for you in that time. Don't ignore Mm -hmm. your feelings. Don't ignore what you're going through because that will slow your recovery and that will slow what you are trying to deal with you're pushing Mm -hmm. it back so that means your recovery is only going to be pushed back doubly more so (laughs) don't not don't but i would avoid putting any big life decisions that you have like on a serious pause like if you are thinking about moving if you are thinking about moving across the country if you are thinking about suddenly living out of a van that's a big life decision and i mean you can prosper from it but some people will may not prosper from making big life decisions during this time of uncertainty um another thing that you can do is limit media exposure and we were talking about this earlier it's like if you know like you are someone who's susceptible to falling into a pit of like I'm anxious because I have these kinds of people on my timeline and in my feed who are showing me both sides and showing me distressing images and distressing videos. Like, just take a hard break altogether or limit the exposure to distressing images and videos. Or just take a break from certain people. There are many functions on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook where you can pause people. You can set a time limit for people. You, you can, can mute put people. A screen time limit on your own phone. I limit exactly. myself an hour. Yeah, a day. you can even limit your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can try to possibly, possibly, because we've all experienced issues with this, is reestablishing any sort of routine. Um, that mm-hmm. is one thing that may help you as well. And it's really hard. And that is another thing with the resilience, because if you do establish that routine, you can be like, if I can do this, if I can establish a routine, then I can establish this. And then I can take this next step and I can keep going and keep going. Um, another thing that you can do is accept it. Accept <laughs> what is going on and accept what is happening yeah. in the world. Which we all have to do. It, it, that's more of like we kind of 
have to accept that <laughs> yeah. this is our reality yeah. right now and for however long. Yeah, we all do. Be patient. Yeah. Um, there's this really great um, website that is called thehelpguide.org, and we'll link it below. And one of the things they say to accept your feelings is to give yourself time to heal yeah. and to mourn any losses that you've experienced. Don't mm-hmm. try to force the healing process. Be patient with peace and pace and recovery. Be prepared for difficult and volatile emotions. Mm. That's a big one. Allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling without judgment or guilt and Mm. learn to reconnect with uncomfortable emotions without becoming overwhelmed. Absolutely. That's all so true. It's also true. And like everyone can take a little bit of that and feel it (laughs) on a deep, dark, maybe a lighter also level. (laughs) One of the last two things I maybe want to suggest that is from thehelpguide.org is to challenge your sense of helplessness and to get moving. So by challenging your sense of helplessness, you can volunteer your time or you can connect with others who are affected by this traumatic event and you can maybe join, um, you know, like a Reddit a forum or, or a Quora forum. These are all places where people go to seek answers and ask questions um, and you can provide insider knowledge if you've experienced um, something directly dealing with COVID. If you're a first responder or a medical worker and you have some sort of inside knowledge, maybe you can give someone some sort of peace about um, maybe something that this disease has, they think is doing, or maybe something that they have been led to believe, but it's not actually factually correct. And get moving. Try exercise. And like I said, I went through a month of like doing it. And then I was like, I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Add a mindful element and... um, you can mm-hmm. do get in the yeah. sun, as Nadia loves to say, get some vitamin D. Yes, um, and that could be Walk any kind of D that you need. Um, <laughs> now that, especially now that we're moving into winter, especially for the East Coasters and the people who actually get four seasons in winter, like the sun mm-hmm. goes away. Like really go out into the sun and feel that sun on your skin because it, it does make a difference. And be comfortable yes. knowing that shorter bursts of movement and activity are better and just as yeah. beneficial than one really long session of yeah. doing it and putting yourself through something that you maybe want, like hate and don't want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like if, like if exercise the word exercise sounds daunting to you it's like first of all exercise can be whatever you want to make it like tom is now exercising his mouth by eating goldfish Mm. (laughs) which is not exactly the moving that i think he was talking about i was exercising my mouth all the ways earlier like he said there is no right or wrong if if you just put some headphones in or no headphones in and just walk around your house or your apartment or your condo five times, one time, two times, you're moving. You could just, you can walk up and down the stairs going outside. You just walk up and down your stairs. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, it's whatever you want it to be right now. Start small. Let yourself start small. You don't have to do it alone. Lean on each other. Oh, for sure. And just know, like, for me personally, like, the reminder of 
whatever happens that day is going to happen and that's okay. If I wake up and I don't feel like doing shit, I'm not going to do it. Like there's no pressure. There is no standard and there's no expectation that has all been shattered. The only expectation that you need to have, or at least I remind myself to have is that I am taking care of like, and have my best interest at heart and my healing and the positivity that I am surrounding myself in. Mm -hmm. However that looks is beautiful and great for you. Right. And we're here for you and you can reach out to us in our email at any of our social medias. Uh, We want to hear from you. What is our email, Kate? Uh, Our email is we like it raw podcast at gmail.com. That's what I thought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Email us. <laughs> and Nadia, what's our Instagram? Our Instagram is at raw, R-A-W dot pod, P-O-D. Kate, what is our Twitter? Our Twitter is we like it raw. And you can find us on Facebook by searching we like it raw podcast or W-L-I raw. W-L-I-R. Yes. So... Reach out to us because we love hearing from you. What are some ways that you're coping with COVID? Mm -hmm. What are some ways that you're surviving and possibly thriving? We want to know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Literally send us the thriving. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thriving right now, share some of that knowledge because we all need it. (laughs) It's like, what are your your thoughts? We do. We love you. We just want to know how you're feeling, what you're thinking, uh, if you agree with us, if you disagree, like we just, we want to know it all. We hope you enjoyed this episode or at least found something helpful that you could maybe take into your life, uh, COVID life. Let's <laughs> sing them a song. Um, <laughs> no, you hang up. No, you hang No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Who's in here? You guys hurt you little whippersnappers. You gotta hang up. I will I will trip you. I don't know how. I'm a little baby. Please all start Everyone vomiting. Just vomit into the As you guys can as you guys can obviously tell, we are the worst at outroing ourselves. So yeah, we're just gonna, we just gotta end it. We're just gonna say thank you for joining us and you know where to find us. We wanna hear from you. So this is Tom signing off. This is also Nadia signing off. Bye. And this is Kate signing off. <laughs> Peace, love, and homosexuals. <laughs> Bye. Bye.